0: Hello everybody and welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. I am Mike Hancock and in studio joining us on this week's program is none other than Toronto Rock superstar goaltender Nick Rose. Rosie, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Mike. It's exciting. It is exciting. and I'm, I'm just glad we're back on the pod here. We had a couple weeks off unexpected due to some uh, illness um, on somebody's part obviously mine Um, but uh, glad to be back here chatting lacrosse and all things life with none other than Nick Rose so let's uh, start off Rosie of course there was some lacrosse here in the building recently in the month of August and you were part of it namely in the form of the MSL Classic And uh, the MSL Classic really was to take on the form of having some younger guys get a chance to play. There was a couple of years worth of draft picks and protected players that hadn't got to go to training camp and teams hadn't got to see them. But there were a mixing in of some veterans, and some teams mixed in more veterans than others. But the Oakville Rock went with a pretty young lineup, but you did get a chance to step between the pipes. Talk to us about that and just how important it was to you to get in some game action after basically about 18 months without playing.
1: Yeah, no, I I think it was a great thing that the Major Series did, uh, putting that together. And obviously uh, we were a big part of that at the track and with Jamie, but um, yeah, I did kind of have to talk my way into playing a little bit because uh, I think the original plan was for not too many veterans of The Rock of toronto rock to play in that but i have been taking shots from my roommates uh pretty much weekly uh over the last year or whatever and uh i just wanted to see some real game shots instead of just a horseshoe for 45 (laughs) minutes so uh, i was able to talk to jamie and just kind of said look for a goalie uh it's a bit different like i just want to see shots and i do understand why challen and those guys uh maybe didn't play uh just the risk of injury but for me it was just about uh seeing some rubber and it was good it was fun uh obviously only eight games no standings all that kind of stuff is a bit weird but um for what it was it was fun and appreciate uh the league getting us back on the floor it was exciting
0: so what were the personal emotions like just getting back in the net and and just simply playing lacrosse again
1: yeah, the first game there was some goosebumps for sure just uh you, and uh, I know it's kind of cliche, cliche but you you do miss those times in the dressing room with the guys and getting ready for a game and had to kind of remember what what our warm up looks like <laughs> and that kind of stuff and uh, and just competing to win like uh right off the bat we did kind of say uh, <laughs> I know we went on a quite a losing streak to end <laughs> the classic but uh right off the bat we uh did want to establish a, uh, the Oakville Rocker about winning, first and foremost before uh, just going out and playing. And we we want to keep a winning culture. Obviously, this summer was a little bit different, but um, I think it was important for some guys to get back out and compete to win.
0: Did you notice anything personal about your game in particular, with that much time off? um not really
1: like it is a lot different uh playing a game than just taking shots from your buddies or whatever uh it, it was kind of fun to remember some of the parts of the game you don't always think about in terms of uh like i guess game intelligence like in terms of like when to call timeouts uh, yeah. um over and back all that kind of like the the little things we we maybe took for granted uh, before all this.
0: <laughs> I did want to ask you something, and and maybe I should have asked you about this off air a while ago. But and I don't know why we never even talked about it, even just around the office here. But you were engaged in a little bit of a back and forth with. Uh, I can't even remember who it was now. One of the coaches on Coburg. Yeah, it was uh, Jim Milligan. Yeah, what what <laughs> happened there? Because after, like, I was doing the play-by-play on the game, on the webcast with uh, JVI Sports Network. Big shout-out to those guys. Did a great job of uh, covering the MSL Classic. But it, it started out kind of innocent, and then it seemed like it heated up, and then it got innocent again, I thought. And then at the end, I didn't hear it, but I thought I heard at the end was like, make a save from their bench or something but maybe that wasn't what came out but what 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 started that and what like it it just was it playful was it actually guys really going at it or
1: well I don't know it was like it was pretty (laughs) playful but uh yeah I mean it was we were both teams wanted to win the game we were on a bit of a losing streak so maybe I was a bit more heated than I should have been but basically what led to it was uh and, and actually, this is even, this is going to be even funnier because uh, it was calculated. And uh, Maddie, we were going on a power play to uh, start the quarter. And Maddie did kind of tell me, uh, hey, if you can get a water break uh, halfway through this. Because it was a five-minute penalty. Yeah, so, yeah. So he did say, hey, if you can get us a water break about halfway through this so we can set a couple things <laughs> up, then great. Because I, I don't usually take water breaks during the game. And in that game... And not that it's right or wrong like I don't care but Kevin Orlewyn, uh takes a lot of water breaks <laughs> sure. during the game so he had taken four or five and on one of them yeah. I uh I just didn't go to the bench just because I didn't need water like no point really so um but halfway through that power play I uh asked for water just because uh obviously Maddie asked for it and it's good strategy it's uh, it's what te- every team does so when I was at the bench he was and and you know what? Me and Millie go back a long time. I got no <laughs> no issues with Millie. He actually used to uh, coach in the Rock Elite League for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, so I I do know Millie well, and like I, I I like him as a guy and and as a coach as well. It's just uh, in the in the moment he uh, was kind of animated at the refs about uh, about me taking a water break and said I didn't go on the last one and just started chirping. And then I just said something was like, well your goalie's on his sixth of the game so i think i can take one and then and then we started bickering back and forth and it did kind of escalate a little bit but not not nothing out of hand but he kind of said just do your job make a save and i i all i said to him was like yeah i'm trying and just just kept walking to the net but i don't know it it was just that that's kind of part of the stuff you miss uh just like getting did and how things get uh
0: yeah, and quick further little bit of backstory on the timing in the game, too. You did mention it was a power play, but the MSL Classic played four 15-minute quarters, and this was about, I want to say, two or three minutes into the fourth quarter. <laughs> so uh, Yeah, it was. So there had <laughs> been about a two-minute break, and then it was, you know— Uh, Oakville was on the power play, so I don't think you had seen much action either.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) And
0: suddenly it was like, oh, I gotta go to the towel. I gotta go to the (laughs) get. It's part of being a veteran. You
1: gotta be savvy sometimes, and especially when coach says, "Hey, we we need to set something up." I'm gonna take some water.
0: I just remember when it it started. I kind of thought, "Ooh," I was like, "That's kind of interesting timing." And then when you guys started going back and forth, I wasn't playing the best
1: either. I didn't think so. I just was. It just bugged me that he said something, but yeah. <laughs> after the game he uh he actually did apologize and I just kinda said, Yeah, it's all good. I, I wasn't even chirping about the game. Just, yeah. I wanted It just seemed water. like it was fun. <laughs> yeah. It
0: really did. It was uh it was kinda fun to watch it unfold. But uh so you say you know, you say you didn't think you were playing that well at that moment. Like overall, what did you think of your of your game? What level were you at? How close are you to N L L ready kind of thing and with training camp coming up in about uh I don't know, six or seven weeks here.
1: Yeah, no, like I said, I have been taking shots over the last year from the roommates, and that was good to, like we said, get back in game mode. And I thought I started out with a pretty good game um, against Six Nations. We won and then just couldn't really get in the momentum of things, Uh, obviously the the different lineups every night. And it's tough, right? We had a lot of call-ups, and for rightfully so, to kind of see what those guys are about and uh, going forward for – to help us in the future with Oakville Rock and yeah I don't think I got myself over my feet fully under me uh this summer but that's not really what it was about it was more just to see some shots and get the feel of playing but we're ready to go I think uh we obviously have a huge advantage uh with the rock with the facility here and we're uh starting to utilize it to its fullest capacity and uh all the boys are back in the gym together and yeah we're uh, playing in the the rock elite pro league which is going once a week so we're back playing lacrosse and getting ready for the season and we're fired up
0: so what will training look like for you over the next uh, seven weeks or so as as we get closer to the end of october when rock camp will kick off but what do you what does a week of training look like right now for nick rose
1: yeah so like our household obviously live with five guys off the team uh we're back in the gym uh pretty much four or five times a week um my uh my regimen's not quite the same as challen rogers is but (laughs) but uh no sean holmes uh, our strength coach uh he's got a plan for me uh to be ready and be uh, like in the best game shape for for myself uh heading into december and pretty excited about that uh took some time off in the gym but while we were playing and had been uh kind of losing some pounds uh just back playing uh that that was kind of enough for a month or whatever but now we're doing both taking shots playing the rock league pro league uh and back in the gym so we're excited about uh all that kind of stuff and obviously the first thing you want to be ready for is uh you well just make sure no injuries right so i just want to be healthy heading into the season and get
0: off on the right foot now as you get older and get towards the back half of your career we'll say have you had to change anything about the way you play the way you prepare any of those things have you are you doing much differently either on the floor during games or off the floor preparing for games than what you were doing earlier in your career
1: honestly not a whole lot is different um like even back to boston i was taking probably 10 times more shots than i ever (laughs) did in the rest of my career like even into calgary and start of here in toronto so i would say uh yeah I kind of want to stick with the process I think we uh, before things shut down we had a great team I was playing pretty well I felt and I'm ready to kind of hopefully help take this team to the next level where we're championship or bust every single year here so um in terms of preparation yeah I'm uh probably gonna get back into watching some film uh I would say that probably 98 percent of the guys in that all haven't watched a whole lot of film over the last year but I'll be watching some uh, games from a couple years ago and start to hopefully learn some of those guys' tendencies that we're going to face.
0: When you talk about Boston and all those shots, how many shots do you think Matt Lyons took on you?
1: Um, <laughs> oh, man. How many hit the net?
0: <laughs> yeah. Nah. I'm just thinking some of those guys, like you think about if you guys, you know, if that's what you guys were doing. And I guess you kind of equate it to the same thing here, but – You know some of these guys like how many shots Are you taking in a week Like not only you as a goaltender Like how many shots are you facing in a week Versus like are these guys Like are we talking thousands I've never really thought about it right Are we talking thousands of shots a week these guys are taking Well
1: you gotta think like in a practice Say every guy gets Say every Like probably every player has at least 10 shots In practice and that's probably on the conservative Side yeah so you're right there You're at about 250 to 300 shots yeah. but that's very conservative i think i think most guys probably in drills would <laughs> yeah. take like 20 to 30 shots of practice mm-hmm. at the minimum so we in practice we see a lot of shots when i was living in boston that was uh i'm sure dan dawson if you get him on here will tell about uh our shoot arounds because uh, we had uh 10 or 11 guys living down there and and then some local guys that would uh yeah it was actually kind of funny because of the captain's practice, and then all you have to have eight players by yeah. rule or under. So I had to do the two hours where we had two different groups <laughs> for one hour. So I had to face all the D guys for the first hour, and then all the old guys for the second hour. And the so shot. So you were
0: w- taking thousands of shots a week. Yeah, in yeah. Boston
1: we were doing. I think. At least twice a week, maybe three times a week we did a shoot around and then the other two days we had a full group workout. So Oh
0: my god.
1: Yeah, I like it. I took a beating in Boston. There's no <laughs> question about that.
0: Um so you mentioned uh the roomies a little bit there. Uh you had a departure from the house over the summer. Oh yeah. yeah. Mr. Mr. Cree. Brad Cree has moved on. He's moved out of the nest.
1: Yeah, no, we're happy for him. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I should be the one announcing it or not but yeah he's moved in with his girlfriend so uh, yeah they, they've been together a long time now and I think it was kind of time to take that next step uh, with her and in his life and we're happy for him but we'll still be seeing him lots he comes here to work out and and co and a lot of coaching coming up
0: are, are things still chugging along fine at the house or there's is there some shortfalls
1: no you know what it's actually hasn't been too bad it's more uh <laughs> because we're out in the country we have some little issues that maybe not everybody deals with we're on a well for our water so the last week and a half has been a little tough with our water because it's uh you don't really know what you're walking into when you get home if your tap's <laughs> going to work or not but um but when that's going good uh i think things are pretty good it is uh it is kind of funny because I I do have a decade uh, in years on uh, I guess three guys in the house right now so wow. I do notice it at times but then at other times you just like we're all kind of just hanging out same interests all that kind of stuff obviously uh, um, we got a battle together and uh, like once you're in the dressing room uh, that doesn't matter but it is kind of funny yeah uh, watching the guys uh <laughs> that just game what like to game all the time and uh and yeah no it, it is it is pretty funny i'm i definitely feel real old at times
0: so t- so then talking about age do you do you ever start to think about when the end of the career is gonna come here like i not oh to, mike not you can't be throwing that on. at me right I now i just started thinking like you're talking about guys who are just coming into the league and you're what 33 now yeah right? i'm 33 so well, I, I mean, some of the, some goalies we've seen in this league obviously play until they're forty plus, yep. in some uh, situations. Is that something you have kind of charted for yourself that you want to play until your late thirties, forty?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, I'm a lacrosse player first and foremost. I'll be playing until uh, whether the passion's gone or if uh, just the body is starting to break down, but. I feel good I feel that I can still compete at a high level and I I try to go out and compete as one of the best goalies in then all and uh, until uh, that changes I'm uh, I'll I'll be in the net so yeah um, yeah I'm hoping to play till 40 and if they keep uh, expanding teams I might be looking at the Tom Brady (laughs) yeah it might be the Tom Brady train 45 (laughs) or whatever
0: Yeah, that is true. That is very true. Goaltenders are certainly at a uh, premium right now in the National Lacrosse League. Uh, Let's let's shift some gears again here. Let's talk uh, what's been going on off the uh, Florida. You've taken uh, quite an interest in sports collectibles, trading cards, whatnot, over the last uh, year through the pandemic, I guess you could say. There's been a big boom, obviously, in trading cards. What was it that uh, got you back into it and – what are you enjoying about it most? Yeah, I think
1: I can probably just blame you for this. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you've been in the oh, okay. <laughs> in the hobby for a long time, and uh, no, what what it was was like probably same as whatever you hundreds or even thousands of people over the pandemic was. Uh, I found uh, a couple boxes of card albums, and I had about a dozen fully stocked hockey albums, and a, a binder of Pokemon cards, and. And then it I kind of piqued my interest. And then I think I got talking to you and, uh, and yeah, you kind of said that you've been in the, in the game for a long time. And, uh, it, it just interests me like, it, like anything, it's kind of like art, like collecting art. Yeah. Um, not that I collect art, but, <laughs> but like, just in general, like I, I get wh- where the fascination is with it. And I want to collect guys that I was huge sports fans of or a fan of. And, uh, and yeah, it is kind of interesting to see the business side of it. And I think i probably came in at a time or back in at a time where, uh, things are crazier than they've ever been. And in terms of selling and, and even prices on boxes and that kind of stuff. So probably not a great idea to get back in it right now. <laughs> um, cause I'm more on the collecting side in terms of, uh, just like I, I, I might sell a card here or there that I'm not that interested in that, uh, can maybe help fund uh, other stuff I'm interested in but uh, no I'm trying to collect all the players I love I just uh, finished all three series I guess of the NHL so yeah it's been a whole lot of fun
0: well one card I wanted to ask you about to tell a little bit of the backstory on was the Willie Mays card that uh, you know you got graded through PSA all that kind of stuff but why don't you tell a little bit of the backstory on how that card uh, came to be in your collection and and just uh, what it means to you personally
1: yeah no I uh so when I found all my albums I kind of told my mom about that and uh and she's she mentioned that uh, I guess like a few months prior she had came across uh some old cards of hers from Mm -hmm. uh the 1950s so she uh she pulled them out and one was a Willie Mays uh not his rookie card but it was like a 1955 uh Bowman baseball uh Willie Mays and it's uh obviously one of those that is super vintage and pretty rare i assume i haven't really even looked at the pop report or whatever uh (laughs) psa does but um so that's kind of where you helped me out on uh getting it graded and through psa obviously that uh business is pretty crazy right now you can't get your cards back and for probably a year i i got about 20 more uh there waiting on but uh just like you but uh um i did that one kind of by itself because it's an old card and got it back and unfortunately it graded uh, pretty low It got a PSA 1.5 but it still looks awesome and like I just like you said you just want a card like that encased and uh, and whatever for the display so yeah I I won't be looking to sell that
0: but um, it is an awesome card still to have for the collection so as far as the new stuff goes what types of cards or designs or anything like that? what is it that really attracts you and and makes it collectible maybe beyond the players itself but just the particular types of cards you want to collect
1: yeah i i just think like for hockey i will i guess i bought a box or bought some packs and you, it's kind of easy to fill up the base cards for the most part so you you kind of get hooked and then once you start getting some of the the young gun rookie cards you're like ah no. I, <laughs> I think i want all of them yeah. so uh it, it was pretty fun to kind of navigate the internet and facebook and all that try and get uh the the entire set so some some sets i'm going to try and complete and then uh in terms of like individual cards like you said like obviously like whoever you're a fan of and then uh the the high-end cards like autographs and that kind of stuff i have been kind of slowly been working (laughs) on getting some autographs so i got dougie gilmore to uh sign a bunch of cards he was here at the track yeah, which was yeah. real cool um and then i got a few others uh, lined up uh, hopefully over the next few months
0: yeah pretty cool stuff um what do you think about uh it, it looks like there's been a little bit of a boom recently things are starting to move with what lacrosse cards are available out there some signed stuff and whatnot there's not a ton right like there's there's very limited releases in past years but The PLL has got a release coming up. Um, Actually, I don't even know when they're going to release the cards. It was a pre-sell. You had to order them, and then I guess they're producing them through Tops, I think it is, and then I guess they'll be shipping them out. But, uh, you know, how cool would it be if there was from a a big brand, uh, you know, a Nick Rose, you know, even though you're as we've talked about, thirty three years old, you this would be like your rookie card in the form of like a a big brand if there were to be an N L L trading card.
1: Yeah, obviously that would be incredible. I I do think like reading up on some articles, I do think uh sports cards really helped kinda build some of those other leagues up actually, like the NBA and yeah. NHL and all that. It's a big part of people being more engaged with uh, the the players they're collecting and that kind of stuff. So obviously if we uh, were to get NLL all cards that would be amazing um i bought some of the PLL cards after holding off for a little while and then they kind of put out that uh, the the last release so i jumped on and bought some packs hopefully uh i think you got some too so
0: i didn't oh you didn't i didn't i I, I was close to pulling the trigger you like don't me you said you got I'd, some so i, I hopped no off. i wanted to i'm actually i can't wait to see when you get them uh just what they look like and I know there's going to be some limited stuff in there, autographs and whatever too so I, i'm really anxious to see how these turn out because i mean i think you know the, it, it could start a little bit more of a foray into perhaps box across and and one of the major brands getting interested in potentially doing a, an nll set because you know let's let's face it it's a pretty niche market with this kind of stuff and i think that's why even the pll did their set the way they did it with the pre-order and whatnot to kind of not yep. overproduce the product so um but yeah i don't know i mean like there's i i think there's tom schreiber autographs in this well thing. Like, that'll be cool i'll tell
1: you one thing i i think i can get a tom schreiber autograph on a base card even if it it's however
0: a, not a tops certified no autograph. i know <laughs> it, it would be kind of cool
1: that's why i end up uh, pulling the trigger just uh even the like hit a latrell or even i i got lots of buddies in that league so it would be uh be pretty cool to get some uh special cards of those guys but uh yeah no if they got into the nol that would be uh awesome i think it would help take our league to the next level and uh be good for business but um yeah i actually i've been quietly buying some uh field across cards on ebay so really yeah i i recently bought a 20 Dan Dawson MLL cards from the Hamilton Nationals and nice. I cornered him in the gym here and made him sign all of them. So got got him for about 30 bucks. So if anybody wants one for 10 bucks with the autograph, come, come find me. Wow. All yeah. right.
0: Open auction starting yeah. here.
1: And, that, and then actually I've, uh, I think I got a bunch of John Grant Jr. ones coming and I grabbed a couple Zach Greer and Westberg ones. So I, oh.
0: I really want to get my hands on a box of the old mill cards
1: yeah where do we find those
0: i don't know I, I i think they are extremely rare um one friend of mine that i know you know this person as well but uh i believe he has a pile of them opened not yeah. uh not any sealed stuff but um is that the gary gate rookie card year
1: i think so yeah I've seen that I've seen graded ones of those from PSA on eBay and they're not cheap no but would love to get a box of those just because it's just in line with uh, the hobby would you crack
0: the box or would you hang on to it
1: well I don't know (laughs) that that's a good question because if you think about it if you could find a box cheap enough and where things might be heading with uh, where things have headed with other sports cards yeah, it'd be t- it would be real tough not to open. It. So, if we're being honest, like yeah, it is fun to rip uh, rip packs, and it, it is addicting, and sometimes it's probably a problem. But um, but uh, sometimes, sorry. but no, that that would be an interesting decision to make because uh, if those are like the oldest cards out there right now, if you have a yeah unopened box, uh, maybe one day they're going to be
0: worth uh, retirement money. Oh my, millions. Yeah, <laughs> or hundreds of thousands, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun uh, for sure. I really enjoy it too, and it's been it's been good. There's a few other people around the office that are kind of getting into it a little bit more too, so that's been uh, that's been fun as well. Um, anyways, I think we can almost we can almost wrap things up there, Rosie. Unless there's anything else we want to chat about coming up at the track, maybe any plugs yeah, for no, what's I'll, going on?
1: Yeah, absolutely. All of our programming uh, for the most part is or almost filled and uh, we got the Rock Elite Development League starting next Sunday the 19th Um, for that one uh, it's I guess um, U17 and younger and uh, we got uh, leagues for each uh, age group and they get half hour of uh, practice time with our coaches Challen, Colin, all my roommates uh, and then they play a game every uh, Sunday Um, Rock Elite League uh, for the junior age kids 21 and under uh they get to play a game uh from september to march every monday night uh all rules NOL referees so we've been doing that for eight or nine years uh that's our main program here we're excited to get it started again and then uh we also got masters lacrosse going on uh in a few weeks for the older guys that uh, just want to keep playing and being around the game so we got lots going on our rock stars our newly formed teams uh with the intention to travel and host tournaments and that uh they start training tomorrow actually with practices uh here outdoors for field lacrosse so we got lots going on we had a busy august but things have been good
0: that's good it's awesome to you know i mean we hear it right now the ball crashing against the boards we know that means that means there's some action going on here whether it's guys uh working out or our kids getting out here, getting ready to uh, participate in practices and games as well with their uh, respective programs. So, lots of stuff going on. Make sure you track it, uh, obviously, on all our socials between the track and also the Toronto Rock and... Uh you know, we should mention also the home opener is Saturday, December the 4th. Tickets are on sale for that. You can get them at torontorock.com or through ticketmaster.ca. The NLL schedule, I know that's the big question on everybody's mind. When is it coming out? Well, we wish I we. haven't even seen it. Where is <laughs> we, it, Mike? Well, no, I haven't it. seen it either. So uh, nobody's seen it as far as I know. So it's uh, But it is uh, imminent. It is imminent. It will be uh, within the next uh, few weeks, I think. Or hopefully less but uh, no firm date exactly on when that will be released so stay tuned to uh, everybody's socials as well again uh, also this past week other big news fanatics.ca Canadian shopping experience officially launches online for all NLL fans so check that link out you can find the direct link at torontorock.com to get right to the fanatics.ca team store if you're looking for Toronto Rock merch online uh, or, of course, you can always come right here to the track, to the Toronto Rock Lacrosse Shop, and pick it up in person if you'd like to do a little shopping. Maybe pick up a new stick. Yeah, say hi to me. Say hi want. to Rosie and some of the other boys that are always uh, milling about here at the track. So Milling, uh, milling about, yeah. Uh, I've never heard that saying. Come on, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard somebody milling about? No, I've heard of it. I All just right. want to give you hard time. Oh, thanks, Rosie. I appreciate it. Speaking of a hard time, as we wrap up this podcast, as we're recording, it looks like Felix Oj Aliassim's U.S. Open run is uh, moments away from coming to an end here in the championship sets. point. Oh no, not yet, not yet, but now it is. How about Fernandez? Love it, Layla, That's been electric. Layla. Uh, if and I'm sure lots of people have been following that, but mm-hmm. it's been uh, awesome. This U.S. Open has been beyond. Uh, it, the tennis it's been unbelievable to watch some yeah. of these matches especially the night stuff that's that's what i love most about the u.s open is the night matches that go late late into the night and the new york crowds and just how into it they are it makes it uh it's my favorite grand slam of the year anyways if we're talking tennis here
1: but yeah it's been entertaining hopefully uh, she can finish it off
0: yeah let's see if felix can make this miraculous comeback that uh, it might, uh, it might take like a while here friggin- it's over yeah there we go <laughs> it's too bad but good run hell of a run there okay all right rosie well let's wrap things up here thanks a lot uh for joining me on the podcast this week and i'm sure we'll do it again soon and uh yeah we'll talk again yeah thanks hammer appreciate it all right in the meantime and in between time that's it another edition of toronto rock total access is over and done with i'm mike hancock saying we will chat next week